I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Octon Millwall. Well, hello, Dolly. Welcome to the Den on a warm summer's afternoon. Barely a breeze. The flag's opposite me on, on top of the docker stand. A barely moving limp. Today's team news. Jill Narcher's in goal today for us from Millwall. McLaughlin, Webster, Hutchinson, Meredith across the back line. Midfield today, Jed Wallace, George Saville, Sean Williams, Aidan O'Brien on the wing. And up front, Dynamic Jog, Lee Gregory, Steve Morris. I think that's an unchanged lineup, isn't it, dear listeners? Which is a little bit of um, local colour. Steve Morrison plays his 250th game for the Lions today. And also, I believe it's Lee Gregory's birthday. So, happy birthday, Lee. Let's hope this comes with a brace of goals. A balmy day, hot, oppressive, loads and loads of shorts. We don't do many replica shirts at the den, but we sell a fortune in shorts. Everyone, he almost do rigueur. Fashion, fashion Easter statement around me in the West Upper, dear listeners. Achtung, Milbal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is, of course, Nick Hart. I should have done that earlier, shouldn't I? If I was any kind of um, radio professional. This is the number one Millwall podcast, and we are proud to be reporting today's events at the Den Mill versus Norwich City. The Lions, of course, so far this season, earning lots of lots of plaudits for the attacking style of play, but unfortunately no chances, or not many chances, being put in the net as a result of that dynamic approach. So today's a day that we need to set matters right, we feel. Just two points out of a possible, what is it now, 12 points. So um, not the greatest of starts, but not, not the uh, start we deserve, I would argue. But certainly today's a chance to set matters to rights. Neil Harris speaking to the news that then in the week is confident enough that the attack will start to find the back of the net soon. Neil says we've not had the results our performances have warranted. 
Uh, and in his opinion, the centre forwards haven't had the goals their performance have deserved neither. Steve Morrison, Lee Gregory have been outstanding, says Bomber, particularly shape-wise without the ball. They know how to do their jobs inside out. Let's hope that today sees the reward for, for that attractive play. Jordan Archer, of course, um, in goal today. He was uh, called up for the Scotland squad. Congratulations to Jordan. Lions, of course, exited the Caribou Cup, uh, also known as the League Cup in real life. 3-1 uh, after extra time up at Reading on Tuesday night. I didn't go to the game. I, I can only go by the reports. Um, it was a second string 11 that turned out there. Did well enough to take it to extra time. one all, but then succumbed to um, a late strike from a bloke called George Evans. And I want a breakaway strike from Sam Smith. Also does a nice beer, I believe. To, uh, to send it 3-1 in favour of the, the Biscuit Men. I refuse to call them ro ro the Royals. I call them the Biscuit Men on account of Hunley and Palmer's Biscuits. So that's the Lions out of the Caribou Cup. And um, many will say good riddance, but I always find that losing a cup tie in any, any competition is never a, never a good thing. A good bye also to David Worrell, who left the club by mutual consent this week. I was reading online earlier on that there was um, a family issue. Uh, his son has been diagnosed with an optical disorder that um, we'll hope. And if you're that way minded, you'll pray. We'll get better for the young boy. He's a baby and he's suffering with, um, I guess, a, a form of blindness at the moment. Um, so, you know, it's one of those situations where I think that we all, and we're all guilty of this, we, we see footballers in cartoon terms. We see them every fortnight, every week, whatever the case might be. And we judge them on the 90 minutes or less that we see them on the pitch. We forget they've got a life. And reading that story, it was in the South London Press. Um, David Wall thanked the club for its support and the manager and chairman especially for what must have been a horrendous time for him and his family and it's ongoing at the moment. He's left us to join Paul Vowell. He's from that part of the world. Um, someone posted online that he'd be welcome back at the den any time. I think, I think that's good. I, I, I agree with that. He's, he's not let us down. It maybe didn't shine to the extent that we would have hoped. But when you read stories like that, it's no wonder why, is it? So goodbye to David Wall, a popular man, as News of Den says here, and um, I want a second that. Wind picked up a little bit, the flags are fluttering in a gentle breeze. Very warm, I've got a bead of sweat trickling down the back of my neck. All you ladies out there. Here come the two teams. Norwich in their traditional yellow and green. Always a, a, a colour scheme that's got personality to it. I, I, I kind of hate it and like it at the same time, yellow and green. I think it relates to the uh, the origins of the club, part of the, um, or next door to the mustard factory, Coleman's Mustard. I don't know if that relates to their choice of, of colour scheme, but it's a uh, distinctive uniform. I, I like it. I hate it. I like it. I hate it. I did a text interview, I don't know if any of you saw it, with a chap called Andy, off of a Norwich City fan site called My, my Football Writer. Um, go into Twitter, you can probably find My Football Writer, and there'll be a link to the uh, text interview. It's done entirely by text message, so I apologise for, apologize for any um, text-style language. It was, my, my thumb was killing me, Mrs., by the end of, uh, end of the conversation, which took the whole evening to get through. Um, there's a good turnout of Norwich fans. They filled up most of the upper tier the away end today. And I was struck by um, how they, 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 they kind of um, both like and hate the idea of coming to Millwall. It's, um, I think we're distinctive still, dear listeners. We still retain something of the past about our club. And for fans of these other clubs, it's, it's an event in their life. The guy I was talking to was um, both looking forward to and fearful of his trip down here today. I said, it's... It's the safest ground in the country, and everything you've ever heard about it is correct, just to set him on edge. 
I think their players will see it as a test. It's always a, a difficult place to come, as they say in football parlance, Millwall. Traditionally, uh, Millwall Norwich is always an attractive game. I mean, I, I probably like yourself, I'm old enough to remember the um, 1972 season, the near miss promotion season, which I believe Norwich City were league champions that year. Uh, when we missed out narrowly at the death to, on promotion to the old first division, a heartbreaking moment, never forget it. I was there at the Preston game that um, everyone thought we'd, we'd uh, got promoting, promotion. Also, the, the, the live game, one of the early live games on TV, Milby Norwich in 1988, we were in the first division. We went 2 0 down inside the first five, six minutes or so, pulled it back to two each, a fantastic goal from Jimmy Carter, I remember well. Only to lose here to death to uh, a wonder goal, really, by Robert Frick. But always attractive games, Mill versus Norwich. I'm, uh, I'm hoping we see an all-guns-blazing game, as I described it to uh, my Norwich colleague Andy, with us winning it. Norwich in dark blue and white. Norwich in yellow shirts and green shorts. Traditional stuff. I like that, too. Morrison kicks us off. Early throwing, just coming up for the 42nd mark. Lions um, halfway inside the Norwich half. We've made a bit of a feature of starting brightly this season. I mean, up and at them, as I, I think I said last week at, uh, at Bristol. Lions trying to attempt a little one-two that's broken down now. Uh, certainly we press half in the front early on, and everyone's at it, and that's that's uh, good to see. Norwich managed by a bloke called Fark, which I believe is a Colombian guerrilla group. Sounds like Norwich have a West Ham cunt in their side. I don't know who it is. Famous Norwich celeb supporters... Delia Smith, the uh, the cookery queen. My mum loved Delia. My mum based half of her life on Delia's uh, conducts and um, cooking skills. Did love a bit of Delia, my mum. Particularly when she got a bit tiddly and said, get this be having you for some reason. My dear old mother, who was uh, not a drinker, nor was she a rowdy person anyway, but she quite enjoyed Delia getting a little bit tiddled that night and um, calling out her Norwich City support for uh, their lack of lack of passion. Also, of course, Stephen Fry, QI, and um, actor, comedian, raconteur, intellect. Interesting bloke, Stephen Fry, not to everyone's tastes, so to speak, all misses. But an interesting bloke, and always entertaining listening. But today, Stephen Fry and Delia Smith, we want your team to get stuffed. So it's Norwich back on the attack. I promised my Norwich um, chum, 14 shot from distance. Slap round the, uh, the left-hand side of the post. I promised my Norwich chum an open game with all guns blazing, and it started up that way. It's going to be a right-sided corner for Norwich now. Decent save from Jordan Archer down right-hand, uh, left-hand side post. Pushed it round for the corner. Here it comes. Deep, deep, deep. Taken nicely by Jordan Archer. Who throws the ball out. Well, it's on the attack now. Roared on by the middle crowd. He's coming down the right wing. Ball into the box, he had to make his move probably uh, five yards too early, angled uh, towards the goalkeeper. Clearly the line setting there, still has a little ball back there towards the goalkeeper, was panicked by Lee Gregor in his face. Lions pressing this season is one of the things that's really struck me. I, I, I find it very impressive from the front line all the way back. Teams do not get time to settle and play their soppy passing game, which is what uh, Norwich are trying to do to us at the moment. Mill panicking this Norwich defence by pressing forwards. They're passing around to the back. It would worry me if I was a Norwich fan. Mill Winton in their face, and now the Norwich man's on the thick, having been clattered by Jules Saville. Nicely recovered there by Jed Wallace. Long ball floated in from the left side towards 
Steve Morris here runs his Lee Gregor in front of goal. One nil Millwall! Lee Gregory! Fourteen minutes! One nil to Millwall! Bolton the left side, knotted down at the path of Lee Gregory, who slots it on very nicely indeed. Thank you very much. Let's have a look at it on the replay. Ball headed in from Morrison into the path of Gregory, who slots it in on the left side post like a pro. The games are buzzing. Monkey off his back there for Lee Gregory, who's missed a few chances. He put that one away very nicely indeed, so great to see that. Well done, Lee Gregory, on his birthday. Nice birthday present. Here comes the Lions again. This is ball first. It's Gregory again on the left-hand side. Got across. It's behind O'Brien. This is snapped down to... Let's see the replay again. Here it comes. So it's a ball through Lee Gregory. Puts it, squares it behind Aiden O'Brien, who puts it back to uh, Jill Saville, who kind of daisy cuts it into the right side of the goal for 2 0. Then dancing. Well, you can hear what's done at the stadium. Good away turn. It's probably talking about 12, 13,000 crowd. Comes Norwich down the right-hand side. You've got to be careful here, Millwall. Deep ball into the box. That's headed away by McGregor casually. So the, uh, the edge of the box is back with Norwich. Here's the 23. Can he get something in? He tries to shoot. Look, uh, Morrison concedes a free kick on the edge of the penalty. 18 minutes. A Norwich free kick coming towards the 19th minute. Mill leading it 2-0. Be nice to keep it at 0. Here we go. A uh, big chance on Norwich. If they can get it on straight into the wall. Going for a corner. 19 minutes. Left side corner on 19 and a half minutes. That's headed away by Steve Morrison at the near post. Here comes Jeff Wallace going the right wing. Morrison free in the middle. O'Brien, if he can get the right kind of cross here, was just in front of um, Borkos. Got to be said, comes towards 20 minutes. We're looking um, dangerous whenever we break forwards, dear listeners. 20 minutes. What I was reading online about an interview with um, Richard Cawley of the uh, news shopper and, and young... young um, Aldo, Alex Aldridge, who's now heading up our recruitment team. A little bit of um, kerfuffle out on the pitch, nothing much. Referee's going to book a Norwich player. Um, just a, a, praising the, the work of the recruitment team over the summertime. Alex was, of course, once upon a time um, um, a, a boy journalist. <laughs> I, I remember meeting Alex for the first time back in the days of the Savary and this... Um, I didn't know what he looked like. I'd seen Aldo on, online, and Aldo turned out to be like a 12-year-old boy, which was quite a strange moment when we were in a, a chairman's meeting. But well done, Aldo, for the recruitment. I think that's been one of the real standout boys. The ball into the box from the free kick from Sean Williams, headed down by Morrison. It's going to be bouncing around still inside the Norwich half. It's all go. Back into the box from Jill Savile. That's over hit, over it, taken by the goalkeeper. Well done, Aldo, Alex Aldrich. Um, apparently is moving on to take a, a course in sports science or some such. So uh, all the best for that, Alex. Nice bloke. I've met Alex, lovely bloke. He gets the mickey taken out of him, but I know he takes it in good heart. Halfway through the first half, Lions dominant at the moment. Winning the ball in midfield. Two goals to the good. 
ball packed behind. Their, their moves are trying to pass the ball around us. They, they, they keep hitting like a, a blue brick wall. But here they come again down the left side. They've got a chance to cross it in here. Back across the goal. It falls to the two now on the, on the right side. Another chance to um, pass the ball around. They have shot from distance. Fantastic save. Fantastic save. Jordan Archer. Slaps off from the nine. Uh, Archer's down low, got a hand to it, pushed it away for a corner. I want to see it again on the replay. The nine takes and turns on the edge of the penalty area. Brilliant save. Got the Archer gives it to get underneath it, pushes it up and round for a, a nice corner on the left. 24th minute of the game. Nice work midfield by Jules Savile. What a buy he's been this season. Standout player in each of the games he's, he's played for us and um, standing out today so far, for me anyway. Morrison tries to flick it on. An ex Canary, of course, Steve Morrison. Um, left us in 2011 after his breakout season with Kenny Jacket. He moved on to Norwich for 2.8 million. I didn't realise it was that much. You lose the sense of these things with time. Um, little ball into the box there from Norwich as I'm waffling away. You stay with it. 31 minutes. Norwich trying to pass the ball backwards. So, yeah, a moderate success at Norwich in the first season. He got 12 goals for them. Ball back into the mix before they unloaded into Leeds in the less successful second season. Morrow got a bit philosophical in this interview with the news at Den. He says, for everyone that loves you, someone hates you. You take the rough with the smooth. That's a bit of a, well, deep stuff there by Morrow. The best part for him is that he sees them around Bromby. These will be the haters or the lovers, I don't know. Uh, and they want to have his, their picture taken with him around Bromley. And you say, no problem. And then next thing you see him at the Den or wherever, and they're, they're slating you. 32 minutes. Yeah, so Morrow says that's the life of a football fan, I suppose. They love to hate you. Love and hate. Two sides of the same coin. Morrison, left side. He's got a ginger bloke on his on his tail. Cuts it back, just can't. Just, Meredith just like an inch too far for him. Lions need to keep it tight. It's 37 minutes. We've played well in the half so far. But Norwich do look like they can pull you apart with passing if you give them time and space. I mean, slightly sitting deep. And giving them that time and space. So it's going to be a mill throw in any road, James Meredith. Going to launch it in long. 38 coming towards 39 minutes. And it comes towards Morris. It's over the top. This is an overhead kick from Lee Gregory straight into the arms of the goalkeeper. Nice move. 41 minutes approaches, dear listeners. All falls now to Jed Wallace running into the area. Tries a shot. 3 0! Jed Wallace with the penalty area. Henry's path, little uh, daisy cut a shot in the left side, bottom left side, middle three, Norwich nil. Game over. Maybe not yet, maybe too soon. Jeff Wallace! Here, watch it again, little jinky run, takes his man on, shooting one move of Nidge of the penalty, it's 3 0. Well, it's a fantastic half for the Lions. Um, I think the, the big difference for me so far is the chances we've created, the breaks we've made. Balls have gone in the net. We've, we've not necessarily played any better or any worse than previous previous performances. But the ball's gone in the back of the net. We've said it's been happening for some time. And today at last, it's starting to happen. So it's been a middle performance. But the big difference for today, our shots and our moves have uh, finished up with the back of the opposition net. Well, I don't know what the statistics are. I've not seen the BBC site, but I'm going to guess that overwhelmingly Norwich have had more possession of the of the ball in that half. Um, the Lions, of course, have um, will outdo them on the on the goals front. The only one that matters. There's half time. 
3-0 for Millwall. Um, disproportionate possession for the Millwall, but three disproportionate number of goals for the Lions. So um, that's all that counts, isn't it? So yeah, 3-0 at a break. Great half of football by the Lions. Norwich City will be reeling. So there we are. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. few half-time tweets for you, dear listeners. I know you like these. Mill halfway line says a huge half for the Lions, despite being outpassed at times. We have done what we do very well. Come on, you Lions, says Millwall halfway line. Bermondsey Boy, half-time. 3-0 on Millwall. End of tweet, he says. Succinct and to the point. Damn, even more succinct. What he says, what the fuck is going on? Millwall. 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 That's what he says. Lions TV, half-time 3-0. We took our chances at one end. And Archer has saved everything at the other. That's the story of the half. Uh, as Dan says there, quite rightly. John Kelly says Norwich were completely knocked out of their stride by those two quick goals. And then Wallace's third has shattered them. Jack TK says Wallace has been outstanding. And that save from Archer was brilliant. Bit of few uh, decent saves in that half, Jack. And finally, a WhatsApp message from Doug Hume. says, asking, is that Millwall in blue? Did, incredulously. Well, as I said to Doug, um, and I said in, in the piece I did earlier on, um, it was a great half. Although I'd argue it's probably no better or worse than some of the other games we've played so far this season. Main difference being that we've got the ball into the net, whereas in previous games we've struggled. So, yeah, great half for the Lions. We're going to um, keep it tight in the second half. Norwich do have options on the bench. And we don't want to concede any early goals. Let's control this at least through halfway through the second half, then get it stretched and take the game away from them, dear listeners. Achtung, Mehlball. So both teams line up for the second half. Norwich is going to be attacking their own fans in the away end. The Lions will be attacking the CBL. No substitutions, as far as I can tell. There we go. Norwich kick us off for the second half. In break for the Millwall, 46 minutes. Gregory going down the left. Morrison's in the middle. That's all he's got with him so far. This comes O'Brien overrunning it. It's back to uh, Williams now. Saville. Morrison on, on the right hand side. Ball inside. This is McLaughlin. Ball across the box. Over the crossbar. O'Brien in from the six yard box. Deflected over the bar. Actually, it's going to be a Mill corner. Real opportunity. We carved out another clear cut chance straight from, well, pretty much inside the first two minutes of the second half. But quite straight from kickoff. Um, point blank chance for Aidan O'Brien, but he was deflected at the death by a Norwich fire over the bar for Mill Corner on the right hand side. Real chance out. Norwich maintaining their commitment to passing. The Lions maintaining their commitment to the direct method. Ball across the Millwall box there from the 11. No one in the middle to take advantage of that on 49 minutes. Nice work by uh, Byron. Defensively, but sends a ball forward, tries to find Lee Gregg, who can't quite take any strides on the edge of the penalty area. Shot is blocked, and the D, as we count down towards the 52nd minute. Mill on the break now, overlapping ball, Zayden O'Brien in from the right. Crossfield ball, almost went to his own net by the two, with Gregory sniffing inside the six-yard box. Coming towards the 53rd minute, Mill corner. Almost an own goal there, dear listeners, not quite. Norwich made a couple of substitutions, the four for the 18. Marco Spickleman. Don't know who he is. And a five for the six. 
Christoph Zimmerman, Bob Zimmerman's brother, related to the Bob Dylan, the wordsmith of Norwich. Wasn't also a Zimmerman telegraph? Was that not a German attempt to embroil Mexico in the First World War? The, the Zimmermans have got a lot to answer for in this life. Great to Sean Williams, who has a language style. He's, he's done a couple of languid moves this afternoon. Sean Williams, to, to some effect. Some days, Sean's um, orange lizard style doesn't quite cut the mustard with the mill, mill uh, aficionados. But today, he's certainly cutting some mustard. As we go past the 64th minute, Lions leading 3-0. We're halfway through the second half, dear listeners, and um, to their credit, to their credit, Norwich haven't thrown the towel in. They've not created any clear-cut chances directly in front of goal. <coughs> They've remained restricted to shots from the edge of the penalty area. One or two have gone, uh, gone past and you know, caused the one or two moments of panic, but nothing, nothing too horrendous. The Lions remain committed to their rapier-like direct style. Um, the screaming chance early on in the half for, for O'Brien, which was not taken. It remains 3-0. Lions very much um, in the driving seat. And Norwich starting to look um, frustrated with the situation. The ball through, almost finds Gregory. Couldn't quite take there from the throw-in. 66 minutes. Lions um, set fair. Set fair. Hard to fault anyone in this in this Millwall side. Um, stand out so far from me, Saville. Lee Gregory up front. done very, very well. Uh, Morrison's putting a very physical shift. He's had a lot of attention paid to him by the, by the Norwich defence. Uh, Wallace has done well. And Archer's done well. It's nice to be able to say that as well. He's made a few critical saves, especially in the first half. So left-sided uh, corner. Williams floats it across the box. Hutchinson to the far post. 4-0! Hutchinson to the far post. Basic and simple. Headed in from close range of the far post. Middle four. Norwich nil! by Norwich, they're saying to him already. Foul for the exits. Watch it again. Basic corner, far post. Passes and beats his man and heads it in from close. Sean Hutchinson. A few bye-byes and thanks for comings. Being directed at the way end. Norwich will feel themselves as having been blasted away by... Um, Accurate ammunition, accurate artillery fire today from the, the middle end. Here you go, all the, all the Patsy passing, all the Barcelona style, ticky-tacky in the world's no good if you don't get the ball in the net and your opponents launch it like how it says at you in, in return. Great show by Millwall today, great show. Lee Gregory's coming up, birthday boy, coming out again. Looks like Ryan Tunnicliffe's coming in. Nice to see a, a little piece of Tunnicliffe. Whenever I say Ryan Tunnicliffe's name, I think of Tunnocks, the Scottish um, uh, chocolate and um, like a cream of some sort, a little bit of jam of some sort inside them. Tunnocks tea cakes. Well, there's the, uh, the pundits assessment around the bend. Norwich haven't been bad, they've just been yet another typical passing style team that thinks that the continental approach is what it's all about. And they've been blasted away by Millwall's um, lack of respect for that kind of game. 75 minutes, 15 to go. Lions are four ahead. And we'll be hungry for a few more just to um, get the monkey off our back of this season so far. 4 0 was, of course, the uh, score on our first game back in the, uh, in the uh, what was then the different league, uh, 
Division 1 Championship by now day standards after our promotion in 2001-2002 opening day fixture. We beat Norwich 4-0 here at the Den, really announced our arrival in the, in the league that season and of course went very, very close at the end in, uh, in the playoffs before it ended in tears. Uh, Ferguson coming in now for Jed Wallace on uh, 77 minutes. Ovation for Jed Wallace. Done very well today for me, Jed Wallace. 4-0 up and Savile and Morrison have a right old moan at each other about a ball that one played that was in the wrong position. Morrison didn't like where the ball went. Savile sent a fucking move where he did go. 4-0 ahead. I think that's a sign of the competitive nature of this squad. It's to be applauded. We all know that Morrison's a, a miserable goat, but we, we love him for it. Um, but Savile's clearly got personality enough to argue his, uh, uh, argue his ground, stand his corner, whatever the expression may be. Good to see it. 82 minutes. Fred coming in for uh, Jules Savile. Standing at an ovation for Savile. Very, my man of the match today, Jules Savile. Overall, there's been some good standout performances, but Savile, um, for me, is the man, man of the match. For, they carried on playing their football. Well, they've given their due, Norwich. They've not um, thrown the towel in or you know, given up um, spirit-wise. They've, they've carried on playing, which is what their manager would want to see. They've, they've stuck to their, their style. Um, and in fairness, they've worked the ball quite nicely across our box, but nothing really directly in front of goal. There's one header, I remember, which uh, Archer took it comfortably enough, but um, nothing that I would say is um, a clear-cut chance in front of goal. Which for the amount of possession they've had, they would they would probably think they should have had more of. Well, in all honesty, the, each of the teams we've seen play this season, from uh, Forest, Bristol, Norwich, now Ipswich, each have um, been football sides in the sense of passing football sides. Um, it seems to be the identical approach that you have to have in the Championship. We do bring something um, different, something unique. A traditional English style, whatever you want to call it, we certainly seem to cause problems. There it is, game set match, 4-0. Um, fair reflection of the game. Noise blown away by the Millwall whirlwind. Hurricane Millwall. There we are. I think we're going to get a nice, familiar song, Mr. Mr. Pythonow. Come on, Mr. Pythonow. Scratch away. There we are. We'll be back after the break with Mr. Charlie Mahoney. Achtung, Mailball. Huge welcome to Charlie Mahoney. Long time no speak, Charlie. How's it going, mate? You're all right. Well, it's going very well after yesterday's result. What a fantastic um, turnout it was in the end, wasn't it? Um, we were just saying off air that you were a little bit um, had a bit of trepidation going into yesterday's game, Charlie. I think it was um, one of those games. I was sort of saying to a few people beforehand that I've actually been very encouraged by the way we've started the season. Yeah. Made good stuff. That we've made a step up technically. But I was kind of thinking yesterday that. If we don't get a result here, all that optimism is just going to subside, and uh, not not in a sort of panic kind of way that oh we're definitely going down or we're going to be rooted to the bottom of the table for a very long time. But it was just kind of getting to the point where a result was so necessary yesterday. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, thought, I thought if we didn't get it, then I think all that. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Kind of early uh, feel good factor around the club just will, will, will disappear and then we're, we're going to be looking at sort of a a very long kind of season, but I'm so pleased to say that it's totally the opposite. Yeah, I mean, it worked out very, very well yesterday. Um, a few few things, that have, I've just done a few notes here before I called you, and a few things that strike me. <clears throat> I've, I've picked out one tweet from a Norwich City fan that in some ways says, says it all about the way we've approached this season. Um, this bloke's called John Spencer, NCFC. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's done the rounds on Twitter, so you might have seen it already. But he says, um, I know we lost 4-0, but come on, really. We've dominated all the statistics. Um, <laughs> Millwall won't get that lucky again ever. Fluke result, says John. Then he's, he's attached to that um, a screenshot of the of the BBC website, which um, I'm just going to get now. But it says 72% possession to Norwich City, which obviously in turn means just 20, 28% for us. Um, and I think, you know... Norwich, in some ways, I don't know how you you feel, Charlie, but Norwich, in some ways, were Nottingham Forest, were Bristol City, were, were Ipswich, in to some extent, in that they've all all approached the the game in this kind of possession based way, and our style rips through that like a like a freight train, doesn't it? I think it's it's fair to say that um, Harris got his tactics spot on yesterday. I think. Norwich actually had something like seventy-three percent possession in their previous game as well, and I think what Aris sort of concluded was that we'll let them keep the ball; they can do what they want with it. Um, there's not a lot of, there's not much going on other than a lot of sideways passing, very little penetration. Yeah, they can have the ball as much as they want. I was, um, and and it, 
Sorry. No, no, I was, I was a little bit concerned at times, I'm going to be honest, because they, they did have a lot of possession, 72% in the BBC list yesterday. I, won't, I wouldn't argue with that. It, it felt that way in, in real time. But they seem to be getting the ball into our box with no great um, end product. So they were restricted to, you know, kind of edge of the penalty area shooting, Charlie, which um, Jordan Archer more than stepped up to the plate to, to keep at bay. But um, when they did shoot, they, they were on target and they were looking dangerous. I think they actually outdid us, if we're going to go on statistics, in, in shots on target. Um, I think the club posted that was that was a comfortable win. I, and it, it, it was in the end, but it didn't feel comfortable at times during the course of the game. I, I don't know if you'd agree with that. I think probably what it was is the, uh, the timing of our goals that were crucial. Mm. Um just before we went 1-0 up, before Gregory scored, there were a few instances where uh, they were always getting the overlap and uh, Webster and McLaughlin were really kind of struggling to deal with that. Thankfully, the balls that uh, Norwich were putting across the face of goal didn't actually end in anything too fatal for us. But the fact that we went 1-0 up and then went 2-0 up so quickly after, I think it was was such a kind of uh, gut punch to them. And... uh, Perhaps, perhaps because they underestimated us. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, just just the uh, timing of those first two goals really kind of changed the nature of the game, and it meant that even though Norwich had a lot of the ball, uh, they were desperate to try and get back into the game, and it, it it was it was kind of at odds with their meticulous sort of uh, slow looking for that killer pass approach, really. We, I mean, the thing that struck me on each of the games I've seen so far, I've seen all the league games so far this season at least, um, we do look and we do feel very different. Um, and it, it, you know, not not just the um, the atmosphere inside the ground, which is always Mill, Millwall, um, even away from home, you know that that's that's all that stands out as being very different. But the way that we've approached the game, which is to um, Kind of re- almost, it's like an almost a rejection of the standard passing from the back style, Charlie, which has become like the new uh, the new norm, isn't it? In 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 the championship, certainly, and to a degree, in in League One last season, this kind of modern myth that you 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 have to pass the ball around, you've got to look good on the ball, you've got to keep hold of it and build from the back. We we seem to reject that, and I quite like it. I quite like that style. I just like the fact that Harris has based it what on what his players are able to do. Um, mm. You look at teams like Norwich, you look at, I don't know, the, the other examples of sort of endless. In football at the moment, there seems to be this real kind of um, tendency to recreate what whatever is sort of flavour of the month uh, on the continent. So everyone's kind of going with this... Uh, I think they call it the Gegen Press system that uh, Klopp and, and David <laughs> Wagner invented at uh, Dortmund, and that's all very, uh, you know, aesthetically pleasing yeah, to yeah. watch. Uh, but if you've not got the right squad to actually carry that out, it looks really obnoxious and pretentious. Um, for me, you, you you base your system on what your players are actually able to do, and I think. Harris has, has sort of achieved that perfectly with, with the style of play that we're executing this season. It's, it's very much a Millwall style of play and it, it suits yeah. the, the crowd, Charlie. I mean, you know, um, we, we none of us like to think back to the, the Holloway era, but he I remember one early 
Um, one worrying early quote when he first arrived, I remember being in the exec lounge and he reckoned he was going to educate the Millwall crowd into, um, you know, some higher level of football, you know, this, 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 this the style you just mentioned. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, I don't know about that, mate. This is not a, a venue that responds to um, <clears throat> fannying around with it. It's, it, you know, everyone likes to see good football, but the this style of getting it forward early, there is skill on the ball, Charlie, and there is passing, but in the right areas of the, of the field, in, in the opposition half. That's Millwall. That's, that's, it's entirely suited to our need for blood and thunder. I think so. And, and I think, you know, being realistic, cause as much as... Uh... I think players like Wallace and, and Savile are, are excellent additions and, and really kind of like taking us up a level technically. They're still possibly not quite there in terms of some of the other players in the league, in terms of, you know, where they may have come from or, or the uh, experience they have playing at that level. So, you know, even the new acquisitions are still kind of yeah. a little bit, I don't know, I'd say they're more typically mere world than, than some of the... Uh, Maybe some of the kind of Spanish and Portuguese players that Wolves have been signing, or, or some yeah, of the sort well, of. Uh... Well, Norwich had a few yesterday, didn't they? They, they. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's interesting. On it's whether there's anything deep, deeper to be learned from this. I'm, I don't know. Um, certainly, it's a style that works for us, and I can't think of another style that would work for us at the then particularly. I mean, we have, we we have the resources that we have, and we're up against financial um, giants in comparison with us. Um, Speaking after the game yesterday, Neil said that um, was hinted there might be yet some more summer transfer business to be done. Um, where would you strengthen, Charlie, if you had a free hand? I mean, I've written on the wings personally, maybe on the wings or possibly a goalkeeper. Would you um, choose any other areas to strengthen if we get a chance before the end of the week? I mean, I'll, I'll be quite honest and say that I'm fairly satisfied with the squad that we have now. Yeah. Um, if we if no one does come in, that's okay with me. I'm still thinking a forward might actually be um, a potential area to strengthen. Yeah, and I mean it with I mean it with the utmost respect to, to like Morrison, but um, I think it just in the in the first few games I've noticed uh, is is quite a different player at this level. Um, it may even end up being the case that he's not anywhere near as important for us this season as he was last season, actually. Um, and I, I just think maybe if we could bring someone in who, who can take a little bit of pressure off of Morrison and Gregory and Elliot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, just as just as an option as opposed to someone that's going to be starting every game. Um but right. but that that is that is possibility. It's not something that I think is essential. I mean I, I agree. Um Morrison received and has received a lot of physical attention um in each of the league games, four league games gone now. Um and yesterday was a case in point. I mean, at, at times the defender perhaps he had his arms around, it was like a rugby tackle. Was, you know, it's almost. Um, I know that's the game, and that that's what Morrison will be used to. But um, it's it's a long season, uh, Charlie, isn't it? And um, you know, I, I, I like the look of Tom Elliott. I think he will bring um, a, a physicality to the game, but I don't think he has quite the um, the nous that, that Steve brings. He's, Steve's been around the track many, many times and he knows the knows the score. And I just think Tom has yet to learn some of these tricks of the trade, so possibly up front. Um, Fred... then I guess, I, I suppose that depends where you're going to play O'Brien as well, because if you're going to play O'Brien up front and you've got kind of four out-and-out strikers and then maybe that's when you do look at bringing in another winger. 
Yeah, I mean, on the wing would open up options. You've got O'Brien that could then come in more century. You've got Fred that could come in more century, which I think is his position. I, I don't think Fred is a winger. I don't think that... Um, I think Aiden's a better winger, but I don't think he is a winger. Um, and, you know, once we get past the Jed, Wallace and, and um, well, Aiden and then Ferguson... We, we we don't have an awful lot of depth on, on in that aspect, perhaps. So that's possibly an area. What about in goal? I mean, I thought that was a great performance yesterday by Jordan Archer. He's had his critics, and um, rightly so, because um, he's had some some flappy moments. But yesterday was no flappy moment, Charlie. He's, he he made a few very very uh, top draw saves yesterday for me. I felt. Oh, totally. Um, we were all very quick to point out that it was his his fault. Um, yeah. Or maybe one or two of the goals against Ipswich. So it's it's kind of vital that we come out and say how well he played yesterday in light of that. We we were sort of talking about Archer uh, at half time and afterwards yesterday and, and we were maybe saying that maybe this call up for Scotland's giving him like a vital confidence boost and that they've actually done us a bit of a favour there. Um yeah, because he's. Yeah. I, I just I can't accept that he's not a good keeper. I've I've seen enough from him to know that he's that he, he really does have talent. But confidence is a massive issue, and I think that may have instilled it in him the other day when he got the call up. Yeah, I I, I do think he's, he's he's still a relatively young goalkeeper. Goalkeepers mature later in life. He's still a young bloke. Um, I think you're right. Confidence is the little voice in your head, isn't it? You know. Um, the den is an unforgiving <clears throat> place, and if you make errors, then you'll be told about them quite persistently. Equally, if you if you do well, you'll be told about that very very well too. Um, I thought it was a great game. Yes, it's nice to see him back on 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 form. Um, saved us. I mean, there's a couple of shots in the first half. I remember one where the Norwich player shot from, I think it was the D, and it was you know it was almost a very good save. Let's put it that one. We can go beyond that, but it was it was a great save. Um, he's getting eight point four on the news at Den player ratings. Yes, I think that's about right. That was a, that was a very strong performance by Jordan Archer, and maybe the international um, call up has given a bit of um, bit of a boost, a bit of validity again, isn't it? You know, it's it's uh, it's believing that you're as good as you are. Totally, I, I would I would not sort of be adverse to us bringing in another goalkeeper because I'm not quite sure that King is the finished article. Mm. Um, an experienced goal. And I'm not actually has. sure that's Yeah, and I'm not actually I think if you drop Archer, you're essentially dropping him for someone who's not even as good as Archer. Yeah. So maybe that that is a sort of area that we could look at. Just sort of going back to when you said what areas would I strengthen, I've got an inkling that we're still gonna make one last attempt at uh, signing Leonard from South End. The South End blah. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently he can play out wide as well as in the centre. Um, I think if we manage to get hold of him before Thursday, I think that'll be a massive, massive. Uh, well, we've been we've been courting him for some time. I, you know, it's it's hard to read the runes at. Uh, you know, I think Southend practically got in his way and prevented a, a move at the start of the season, which uh, and you get a sense he wants to move up a level. He's going to come to a Championship club one that's got a bit of a buzz about it as well. So you can see that um, we would be an in- enticing move. It's not often you can say that as a Millwall fan, Charlie, is it, that we're an enticing move for a player? No, um, not, not often. It, it feels, <laughs> it's very rarely that's enticing to go down there as a supporter. So, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, Ryan Leonard doesn't go away. The, the, the whispers don't go away. So, you know, um, and goalkeeping, well, you know, we, you, you've said it well there. Um Defensively, yesterday um, we play a very open game, and I, I, I think that that's to our 
our benefit, um, but we do leave a little bit of space at times at the back for teams to get forward. And um, I mean, I, I'm not knocking the defence yesterday. I think we did a we did a good job, but I just think that we, we we look a little panicky at times when those crosses come flying in. I think there there was a few instances of um, McLaughlin being caught out yesterday and, mm. and Webster looking a bit shaky. Uh, I thought Meredith had a very good game and Hutchinson was excellent. But, I, like, um, I like Meredith. I do like Meredith. I think he's a good player. I, I, I think he's, he's kind of left-back we've been looking to, yeah. to sign for a long time. Uh, we were saying, actually, we were surprised that this is the first will go in the championship that he's been given in his career for a 29-year-old because he just looks the part. But um, I think you're right. I think there were a few instances where the defence looked a bit shaky. But we've got options there. So, you know, if, if Webster's not having a great run in the side, then Cooper can come in. We've got Rame, uh, Romeo waiting yeah. for his chance. Yeah. I, I'm I'm fairly happy with the defensive situation down there. I mean, the chances for Norwich were shots from the edge of the penalty area. Um, I mean, pretty much every time they came forwards, they I, I think I referred in my, my live piece earlier on, it was like a brick wall in front of them. They had two, you know, the, the classic banks of shirts in front of them to get past. Um, so their, their shots and chances were restricted from edge of the penalty area shots, which, um, you know, you, is, is what you want. There was nothing really clear cut inside the, uh, certainly in, inside the penalty area. So it's a strong uh, defensive performance overall. Um, I do, I, I make you right about Meredith. Uh, and I like Conor McLaughlin, but he was caught out a little bit yesterday at times. Um, midfield, um, I'm loving George Savile, Charlie. Um, my man in the match yesterday. Did, would you, would, would you go differently? Are the, News that then choose, choose Jed, but I would have gone on George Savile personally. I, I would say Savile. I think was this uh, the third or fourth time that he's actually received the yeah. World this season as well, which tells its own story. He, I thought he was sensational yesterday. I thought he's probably the best player on the pitch. Um, what I'm just trying to get my head around is the fact that I've seen him play for us twice previously, and he just looks like an entirely different player. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, he just seems to possess it all because he's got strength. He, you know, he can pass the ball. He's technically able, but he's not—he's he's not remotely uh, indulgent either. You know, he, he doesn't give the ball away. No, um, and he looks switched on. He looks like he's, he's, he's enjoying himself. He's enjoying his football. He wants to be at the den. Um, and I, I think you're right. When we, you know, when when he was signed in the summertime, I, I don't remember being that excited because the player that I remembered from. Uh, he had a couple of stints with us, I think, previously, um, and it, I, I kind of bland memories of him. Really, I didn't think um, wasn't a bad player, but he wasn't anything to to cross the road for. But um, I can't say that now. He's, he's he's a revelation in midfield at the moment for me. Um, man of the match in each of the games I've seen us play this season. And so in in some respects, well, in some respects, he's the kind of uh, fulcrum. He's he's the reason we've made this technical step up because he just seems to control everything. Think he lets Williams get away with a few, yeah, few uh, mistakes here and there. Yeah. Um, to me, he's looking like the most complete kind of. It's, it's early days, don't get me wrong, but he's looking like the most complete centre midfielder we've had down there in a very long time. Sean Williams um, will be sweating slightly on his place. I mean, I don't think he's played badly this season, and he didn't play badly yesterday. He's got seven point nine on on news at Den. I, I would have given him a seven. I thought he did okay. Um, he's one of these players, Charlie, that um, suffers with what I call a languid style. It, it can look a little bit like um, 
Some would call it a lazy style. Some would call it, um, you know, that's that's the way he plays. But um, he's a great passer of the ball. He just doesn't always, um, he doesn't always look switched on at times in the game. And I think, I think that, that might count against him. No, I think you're right. I think he sort of suffers with that kind of Liam Trotter syndrome yeah. uh, where you, you can see that there is a very talented and technically able player in there, but it doesn't always... Uh, it's, it's not the quality, it's the actual application of it, I think, with Williams. Um, and I think you're totally right that he, he'll be sweating because more than possibly anyone in that starting lineup, his position is probably the most that's under threat, I would say. Well, Tunnicliffe, um, we saw a Tunnicliffe briefly yesterday. Tunnicliffe, yeah. Couldn't make a judgment on him really yesterday, but I would think that he's a natural fit into that second midfield role. Uh, a Tunnicliffe Savile midfield. Sounds like it's got potential that a, a, a Savile Williams one may quite not quite have, you know, and I think that's probably be the way it's going to go. Um, it should be harsh on Williams because I, I, I like him and I think he's done well for us. But um, this is this is the big leagues, as they say in baseball, and um, you know there's no room for sentiment here, is it? And uh, you can see it's going to go down that road. Well, I, I think if, if Leonard was to come in as well, that that kind of puts even more pressure on his status yeah. within the side. Yeah, but but yeah. not. Not in a bad way. I think I think it just incentivizes his good performances. Really, it's saying that you know if you're not up to scratch, there are very able players waiting in the wings to to, to take your place. So uh, yeah, it's, it's that that kind of healthy competition that we need if we're going to survive at this level. Well, Savile set a very high bar. He's been consistently good, consistently at man of the match level um, in each of the four starts this season. That's the bar. That's where you've got to go to. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Wallace I like as well. I mean, he, um, he, he can be a tad self-indulgent at times, Charlie, but I do like his work on the wing. He looks dangerous every time he's got the ball and he wants to get the ball into the mix. And um, again, um, you know, he came to us last season, made a difference, and he's making a difference in the championship now. Um, he's got 8.8 .8 on. In fact, they make him their star man yesterday on News at Den. Oh, I think Wallace's top draw. Um had a couple of reservations or, or not so much reservations, but just, you know, I hadn't really seen him play at this level. He hasn't really played at this level uh, in his career because he didn't get much of a chance at Wolves. Yeah. Um, but I think he's, I think he's sort of making that transition quite nicely. Um, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of a kind of uh, more reliable James Henry, I would say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> bit, bit of fin Bit of finesse, uh, you know, always looking for the Hollywood pass, great touch the ball, good crossard, can take a free kick. But I think he's, there's just a little bit more substance to him. He's got a little bit more edge to him. Um, he, he does the work um, in a way that Henry didn't always do the work. That's a good analogy, actually. I like it. Um, Aidan O'Brien on the other wing, um, I st still think he's he's a central striker, really, but he's he's doing a, an okay job on, on the wing. Um 7.5 he got yesterday. I would have given him a 7, given the result. Um, I just think he's, he looks slightly lost at times on the wing. I'm just wondering whether that's an area that, you know, if we're talking about strengthening, the the, the kind of uh, the Aidan O'Brien position wing side might be one that, that Harris has got in mind. I don't know. Do you like him yesterday, Aidan Aiden, O'Brien? I think he's, he's a bit of a, he's sort of a conundrum, really, because he'll, he'll have a game where he'll do something really well or there'll be a bit of class shown maybe a great finish or a nice pass and then half an hour later he'll do something really frustrating um, and I imagine there's no one more frustrated with him than Harris because what he has is a player who's evidently got talent yeah, he just needs he the kind of 
bring it out on a more consistent basis. But um, I, I am a fan. There is definitely something there with O'Brien. We just need to harness it and make sure we're seeing that talent um, appearing as much as possible. Any, I mean, any player that comes to life inside the opposition penalty area, which is what Aidan O'Brien does, is a dangerous player. And you know, it, it's. I think the um, I think the danger for Aiden is that he's seen as a luxury set out there on the wing because yeah. you know he will only get moments inside the penalty area unless in at this level than we did last season. But he, he's a dangerous forward when he gets inside that penalty area. I mean, even the the second goal yesterday, which was I thought would got away from us. I think Gregory crossed the ball behind him um, and he had to kind of lay it back for Savile to slap home. But um, it still required swift thinking inside the penalty, and that's that's his strength. That's where I like Aidan O'Brien. It'd be a shame to see him fall by the wayside, but um, you know, it's, it remains to be seen. I mean, up front we've got obviously Morrison. We've spoken about briefly. Um, not Morrison's greatest game yesterday, although he did get the flick header on for the opening goal for Lee Gregory, which was very nicely put away, incidentally, by Lee Gregory. Um, great to see him get in, in amongst the goals and, and, and start his scoring for the season. Well, I've been quite critical of Gregory in the past. I've always thought he was a good player, um, but I've always felt that there were certain flaws that needed working on. And I'm sort of really pleased to say that I think he's... I, I'm watching him in the last few games and I think he's been working his bollocks off over the summer. Um, he's, it just seems to have taken this step up technically um, and I, I got the impression that he felt that he had unfinished business in the championship after his last stint. Yeah, he disappointed. And he really wants to make a go of it this round. Yeah. yeah, but he really wants to make a go of it this time around. Uh, What's it? His twenty ninth birthday yesterday. So um, yeah, he's not got an abundance of time left to prove himself in football, particularly having come into the game so late in his lifetime professionally. Um, there is there is a hunger there now, I think, with Gregory, and it showed yesterday. I think that's the word I'd summon up for this whole squad, child. I mean, Gregory, I think he'd worked for a living. He's done done his work as an electrician. Um, yeah. Morrison late into the game in, in terms of taking off anyway. Um, and it's, it's, it's a page weather, weren't it? Something like that. Um, and it's just interesting. It's, it, you know, these these are these are Millwall-style stories. This is a club that, that values honest, hard work and effort and would always put um, commitment above skill. Um it's it's interesting to see these players making a go of it. I think you're right. I think Lee does know that he's got, you know, maybe he's only got one or two seasons where he might make it happen. And, um, you know, age, age is a cruel mistress. And once you get into your 30s, you, your pace inexorably goes. So um, I think he does have a lot to prove this season. And it's great to see him get off the mark. Very nice, nicely finished, by the way, yesterday. Um, just, just class, really, I thought, that first goal. Yeah. Uh, you can look at Norwich's defence and say, you know, they were found wanting in terms of, of what they were doing. But um, Gregory still had to make the finish from a fairly awkward angle. I thought he sort of did it with a, with a bit of style. He did. And in the moment, um, I was, you know, as, as, as the chance was put through, I thought he's probably a tad wide. Um, you, you want to be a little bit more central, but he, he took the chance on and slotted it in very nicely. Um, as for the second goal, I mean, that, again, that was a nice finish by Savile. That, that had every opportunity to go wide or get blocked on the line or go over the bar or anything, and he, he put that away quite nicely. Um, and Wallace's goal, which was, again, was a kind of a cutting-in run, was, 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 again, beautifully executed, wasn't it? I mean, that's, it's that clinical um, thing that Harris referred to yesterday. It was missing at times in the opening uh, three performances of the season. It was really good to see it come, come into play yesterday. Well, I think um, I was saying to people that we'd, we'd sort of 
been threatening to do something like this. Um, but it was just a matter of taking the chances. And uh, often in football, you don't always get what you deserve. But there did seem to be a, a kind of sense of karma about yesterday that we'd mm. actually earned this with playing so well in previous games and not getting the point or the, the three points. Yeah, um, good Good to get through August with a win under our belt. I mean, it's actually not a bad start to the season. I think if we'd have said at the start of the season that we'd have a win, um, two draws, um, then, you know, that's probably not a bad opening opening um, position to find yourself in at the end of August. An international break next week, uh, and then it's Wolves um, two weeks' time. So the big games don't stop coming, Charlie. It's Wolves followed by QPR and Leeds. So, um, you know, it's... <laughs> It's great to see the den with a good crowd inside, a good away support, and you know some of the games last season we it, we felt you know we were on adrift at times last year, and um, it's great to see the club looking enlivened again. It's it's fantastic stuff. So you know let's let's hope for a decent season ahead. Let's hope for a decent season ahead. Yeah, I mean I'm under no illusions that we we could potentially have some quite. Uh, challenging periods but um, I, I just think that you're right when you're looking at the kind of opposition that we've got and I mean it with the utmost respect to sides like Watchdale and Berry, but there is something just a little bit more kind of uh, enticing with going away to like Forest yeah. and <clears throat> having Leeds Molyneux yeah great stuff yeah, it? it's, yeah. It's, I know it sounds a little bit kind of derisory to, to League One but uh, it does make a difference I think it, it, it must do. I mean, you know, we opening fixture of the season at, at the City Ground, Nottingham. This is one of the great English venues. You know, Forrester, a club that's yeah. won the European Cup twice. They've got history and depth, great management of the past. And, you know, it goes on. I mean, you know, all, all joking aside, you've got clubs like Leeds, once once Giants of the game, and, and Wolves in the, in the same way. And the list goes on and on. And... Yeah, I mean, you know, I went to Bury a couple of seasons ago, and it was it was a nice leafy little place, but it was felt a bit like it was in Danson Park at Work Wellings Ground. You know, it's it's a different different um, different level entirely. So I think it's it's the difference between having the Brian Clough stand and the Neville Neville stand. Really, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I want to close out. I've got a great final quote, which I think this should boost the spirits of every Millwall fan listening to this this show. It's from a bloke called Gaz Bod, who's a, a Crystal Palace fan. Um, he, he must have gone through London Bridge yesterday, Charlie. He said he's never had to take so much abuse from Mill supporters going through London Bridge. Thanks a lot, Crystal Palace, he says. Um, I think that's, that's got to make our weekend. West Ham got beat, Palace got beat, Lions won. What, what, it's Carlsberg weekend, isn't it? Well, I, I think the uh, Carabao uh, energy drinks were flowing last night. So, um... <laughs> Stick a shot of vodka in them, I'm sure it'll boost them up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> no, it's, it just, just felt like one of those perfect days yesterday that you kind of, you hope will come along every now and then. Fantastic, mate. That's that's brilliant. Um, big thank you to Charlie Mahoney for coming on the show. Um, international break next weekend, so no show next weekend. Uh, and I'm away on, uh, on holiday the week after, so a little bit of a break for the show now till after the Leeds game which I think is September the, 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 the 16th, I think. So we'll be back after the Leeds game. Big thank you to Charlie for coming on the show. And, My pleasure, uh, mate. Arriva Dirty Millwall. So um, we'll, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks a lot for listening. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.